So can parents be friends with their children? Today on Life Talks, we are beginning a series on questions that people have asked us. And uh, we talked about this on our in our uh, sermon series launch on Sunday on legacy planning. We asked you guys to give us questions. And so the first question that we got was, can parents be friends? And I think this is a, uh, you know, it's, it's not, this is going to be an interesting conversation. I'm Ben, you're Dan, we're two of the teaching pastors here at Life Fellowship here in Cornelius, North Carolina. And Dan, when you hear that question, what, what do you think? Um, it's a loaded question. It is a loaded. It's not a simple question it's to answer. It's not simple because, as always, words matter, and you need to have some clear definitions. Yeah, context matters. Yeah, so I think if under under a general sense of friendship, um, my children are adults. Could I say that I'm friends with my adult children? And I guess so, but I'd like to think I'm a lot more. Mm-hmm. At the same time, in another way, I would be a lot less hmm. than a friend. I think the problem with trying to be friends with your children goes back to the idea of trying to be friends with your children. <laughs> <laughs> if that's your goal and that's your objective, it's going... Yeah, that's you, a bad... Yeah, friendship ought not to be at the top of the priority list of what you are in your child's life. Yes. Particularly while they are still living under your authority in your home. Yes. So, <clears throat> that, you know, that's where yeah. I, would, I would start. I, so here's where my here's where my mind goes with that question. Um, as a parent, we wear lots of hats with our kids. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's um, instructor, counselor, uh, you know, you know, authority, you know, discipl- you know, pl- disciplinary person, and sometimes we throw the friend hat on, mm-hmm. and the whole idea, you know, because, and I think. Uh, as your kids get older, that relationship dynamic does change. I think all of us would recognize that there's, you know, the s- certain hats we wear more than often than, than not. And so the, the 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 types of hats that you wear and how long you wear those hats evolve over time. Um, but I do think what you said is important in that the primary hat that we wear is not friend to our children. Right. And, and I think I think w- we all know parents. That have they they led with I want to be my kids' friend. I want my kids to like. I me. I want my kids to like me, yeah. and it turned out bad for everyone. And by the way, I think the motivation to be liked is destructive in almost every yeah. relationship. Yeah, uh, because it's a very narcissistic motivation. Yeah, uh, it really has to be how I feel about myself. So mm. I would resist the idea that it is important to be liked, um, unless you're really really clear. See to. to all human relationships need to have boundaries mm-hmm. and they need to have reasonable expectations. And I think when you don't have appropriate boundaries and you don't have appropriate reasonable expectations about how the relationship is to function, there's going to be dysfunction that comes into it. And I'm t- I believe that's true whether you're talking about marriage or work or friendships or family. Um, all of those, you know, like would you say, are, am I friends with my, my coworkers? Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, some of my coworkers are my subordinates and some are my superiors. Yeah. So is it possible to be a friend with my coworker? Absolutely. I would consider many of them dear friends. But at the same time, I cannot violate the boundaries of my other relationship right. with them, yes. which is a professional relationship. Yeah. So I, I have to extend respect 
and I have to receive respect in that role mm. that may sometimes look odd in a friendship mm-hmm. uh, situation. I mean, I just I, I recently had to deal with a situation where someone addressed me who is my very, very good friend, but also an employee that answers to me. And I had to address the issue of how they respond to me in front of other people. Mm. Because at, at that level, it's not just about me and that person. I understand that person. They know me. I know them. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the office that I hold, what requires a certain level of, of respect and yeah. dignity to it. Yeah. So, and yeah, I I'm think sorry for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was not them. <laughs> you don't even answer me. So. Um, but I think that's true in the family. There are times when, you know, I, I said this recently to a, a young guy who's merging into a family, um, um, and he loves the the person he's going to marry his kids very, very much, and they love him, but they see him more as a playmate. And, and you know, they wrestle on the floor, and they do all the cool things that, you know, you do with a big brother, big uncle, or, or even your dad sometimes. But ultimately, one of my cautions was this. There'll come a time when you're going to have to be more than a playmate, yep. and you need to prepare them for that yep. because they won't understand. Absolutely. So there has to be limits that you put on that. So I would say to every parent— it is important to have this fun relationship with your kids. They should want to be with you. They yeah. should be happy to see you, and you should be happy to see them. Mm. But would I characterize it as a friendship? I would be very cautious about that, even though I know people who say, you know, I, I've known people who wanted their dad to be their best man. And they said, well, why? Because he's my best friend. Yeah. And I think that's that's a worthy position. I love that. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's such a cool picture. At the same time. There are different kinds of friends. You have work friends, yes. you have personal friends, you yeah. have casual friends. Yep. And and so it's a complicated question. And so I think we have to step back a little bit and, and just make sure that we keep things in order. Yeah. So because you're a representative of God in the lives of your children, you're a representative of authority in the lives of your children, you're a representative of love and, and these concepts also of respect and, and yeah. these things. So you have to be just well aware of the complexity complexity of the dynamic that exists in a family relationship. Yeah, I, I, you said so much there, and it'd be worthwhile everyone just pausing and going back and listening to that. But I, I think that what you said is so true in that the if the primary the primary purpose of your relationship with your child is to have fun, um, or if that's what you want to be known for, then then you're going to actually stunt the growth, the development, the maturity of your child in so many ways. Like when I think about what the Word of God teaches us about the, the most fundamental thing that the Bible teaches about the the father or the, the parent and the child relationship is um, honor your, you know, the fifth commandment, honor your mother and your father in, in the Lord, right? This is the idea of honoring an authority over you. You get the New Testament, it's this idea of uh <clears throat> You know, fathers do not exasperate your children. Children be, you know, obey your parents and the Lord. So there's this. The Bible is primarily concerned with the parent-child relationship that it involves some level of authority, care, oversight, instruction above all. That's what the Bible teaches. The foundation. Obviously, there's love that that that's there, but but there's are there are distinct roles that there's someone who's an authority and there's someone who's submitting to that authority. And as you get older, obviously, we know that the Bible also teaches that when someone leaves a parent's household, they leave and cleave. And so in some ways, there's there's kind of a, they'll always be your dad or your mom, but but you don't 
take instructions from your mom and dad eventually. You know, when you become your own husband, your own wife, you've stopped you stop that that level of authority and, and you, they don't have the same level of authority that they used to have. Um, and so I think that's important to understand that these things change, these adapt. That's the biblical way of doing things. And so I, I think that you should always be friendly with your children. I think you should always have fun with your children. There should be that dynamic. And, but at the same time, if they do not see you and if you are afraid to be an authority to them, and that's, that's a red flag. And you're going to cause massive issues and problems for your children because every child wants boundaries and every child wants authority in their life. Mm -hmm. They might not act like they do, but they desire to know mom and dad are in charge. Yeah, it gives them security. Yes. And so if you think what my kids really want is for me to have us to have fun all the time. That's never going to happen, right. you know? And so, or if you do try to make it happen, you're going to just create little monsters, you know? So I think those are, the Bible is mostly concerned that there's this hierarchy within the family that's done out of love, out of care. But those are things that once you cannot violate those or else there's going to be dysfunction. Yeah. And I would say that it's important to see this from a bigger philosophical perspective because there's a lot of emphasis in our culture and even among the academic elites and so forth, moving toward an egalitarian society. Absolutely. So the egalitarian society is actually cultural Marxism if you mm. take it to its extreme. Everyone is, is everybody is equal. Everybody equal. is the yeah. same. No one has you know the right to have no a greater hierarchy. voice or greater wealth yeah. or anything like that. The problem with that is is that it's unbiblical. Yeah. <laughs> God created us with order, mm -hmm. and we are not all equal. You know, well the Constitution says we're all created equal. Well, the Constitution isn't the word to God, first of all, and you have to the, the equal and equal in value, absolutely equal in equal in yeah. There should have been you know an asterisk by it <laughs> um, because equal in value, but we're not equal in intellect. We're not equal That's in physical right. ability. Yeah. We're not equal in gender. Yeah, uh, doesn't mean that one gender is more important than the others, but they're different. Yeah. So this this egalitarian and the complementarian position is always important in every aspect of life because it requires us to be thoughtful. Yeah, it requires us to negotiate the standards and the parameters within God's design. And I think that works in a home. I think it works in a marriage. I think it works in a friendship. Um, there are certain things in my human friendships that are out of bounds. I will love you as a friend. I want to spend time with you, hang out with you or whatever. But if you decide to meddle with my marriage, it's not going to go well. <laughs> it's just not going to go well. In fact, I absolutely ended a, a very substantive relationship in my life because this person would not would not uh, respect those boundaries. And mm. I mean, I ended it to the point where is, I said, this friendship is over and I walked away from it and I never picked it back up and never even really communicated to him wow. again. Wow. It was that because that violation is sacrosanct. Yeah. Um, and, 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 or that, that relationship between yeah. husband and wife. So I, I, I think within the kids relationship, you can have fun and every kid, every kid tests the boundaries, right? Oh, you know, you're wrestling with your kid on the floor and then he gets mad and he wants to smack he, you. He wants to smack you. Yeah. And you have to stop him and you, and you have to explain why, but even as adult, you know, you have to negotiate that. I, I've used this illustration before. When my children became adults and they moved out, at some point I always had a conversation with them that that basically said this, you know, 
when you get married, I'm uh, my role changes in your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. And that's going to be to your benefit and to your detriment. So don't come to me asking for money when you've been spending <laughs> irresponsibly. It doesn't mean I've never loaned my kids right. money. But even then, I do it with a real clear negotiation. Um, if you're having a fight, you don't don't get mad and come over and stay at my house. That's right. All right? You, you work it out at your house that's and right. I don't want to get involved. Yeah. Um, and one of the other things is simply this. You know, I, I cleaned up your diaper explosions. I paid your bills for 18 years. I paddled your butt and I hugged your neck. That purchased for me a lifetime ticket to be able to say to you, any piece of counsel I think you need to hear one time. One time. And so with my adult kids, I've done this as recently as last month. I would look at them and say, I'm going to take I'm going to pull out my one time ticket. I'm going to tell you what I think right now. Mm -hmm. And I do. I'll absolutely unload it. And I say, okay, now I'm done. And the agreement is if I bring it up again, they can stop me and I won't say anything else because then I'm nagging. (laughs) <laughs> so they'll, by then they will have already heard it. I don't need right, a nag. They right, don't need nag right. in their life. Yeah. But I have the right to be able to say anything. And we agree to that. And, yeah. and they're fine with that. I like that. So, but all relationships at some point, you probably ought to pause and say, okay, now that you're 13, our relationship is going to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to do this. And you're going to be able to do this. But I need you to understand you're not going to be able to do everything you want to do. Yeah. But when you're 16, we'll talk again. Yeah. And when you're 18, Will change, and I used to I used to use my an illustration with my kids where I would put my hands. If you're watching this on on YouTube, YouTube or whatever, but they'd be close together in a circle, yeah. and that that's the fence for when they're little. Mm-hmm. And then as they got bigger, the fence moves out and out and out and out. How far out depended on how well they did with where the fence was. Mm. And if they could not stay within the fence the way they're supposed to, the fence got smaller again. Mm. So sometimes all I'd have to do is go up, open the fence and close the fence a couple of times and they'd get the idea. In other words, I'm going to hold you accountable to how you enjoy this freedom. Yeah, You enjoy it well, the fence may move out. You enjoy it uh, and abuse it, and then the fence is going to move in. Your yeah. call. Yeah, And as long as they lived in my house, that was, for instance, I had a rule in my house. If you're going to spend the night in my house, you're going to go to church. Mm-hmm. That was it. You know, you didn't have to go to the church. The dad's a pastor. Right. But you had to but go you to church. somewhere, yeah. yeah. And, and so that, that became my rule. And it, there were times, you know, when you know, they faked sick or whatever, and we had to work <laughs> through all of that. But by and large, that was the standard. Yeah. And so I think in that human relationship, uh, do I want to consider my kids friends? Absolutely. I love my kids. Yeah. Um, um, are are they the same kind of friend I would have with with you? Uh, no, it's a no, different kind yeah, of friendship. There, it was all, there will always be something different. Yeah. But, you know, there's something that you said there. I want to go back and revisit something you said because I think one of the things that parents that want their kids to be friends, like an egalitarian friend, right, like same level, you said if someone comes in between me and my spouse, that's when yeah. – and, and, and Thunder and lightning. Thunder and lightning, right? But how many, I think a lot of times when there is a couple that um, maybe that the friendship between husband and wife is not what it should be or what it could be, mm-hmm. right? Chances are one of those, one of those parental figures will lean on their children oh, yes. to, deadly, deadly. to fulfill their, their longing for companionship, for relationship, confidant. Yeah. confidant, you know, which is you know the, the psychological terms called enmeshment which is not good um but it is it is not healthy for any do, do not what i would say is if you are an adult if you're if you're the parent do not get from your children what you should only be getting from your spouse say that again for the people in the back <laughs> yes <laughs> dan's about to take an offering people <laughs> um 
if if you do not do not use your children to get from from for you what you should be getting with your spouse, even if your spouse can't give it to you, right? Um, we should be going. You know, all complaints go up, right? In business and in life, complain to God. God, I need you, and, and God can be that that filler of the void in every marriage relationship. I believe that. Do not lean on your children to meet those those emotional and those relational needs. That, it, it's so true. Man. So I, I just think you know you and the reason why you can say amen the way I can say say this is because we have seen mm-hmm. families do this. We have we have walked through the destruction of these things or the maybe the the, the dysfunction of them, right? Mm-hmm. And we can say nothing good ever comes from that. No. And 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 so if that if you tend if you find yourself gravitating towards your children to validate you, to fulfill longing or need in your life, you have got to step back and say, I I that's that's bad for them. It's bad for me. It's bad for my spouse, or it's bad, it's bad for everyone. Right. I need to make sure that there's really good boundary. Doesn't mean that I can't have fun, doesn't mean I, but man, as always. There's going to be a different kind of friendship and a different kind of relationship that I have with my children that will never usurp the relationship I have with my spouse. Right. And and I would say to everybody who's married, respecting the intimacy of the marital relationship in regards to your children not only should take place for you, but you need to respect that for when they're married as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, if you unload about your spouse to your parents or to your ch- child, oh. you may work it out, but the person that you got involved- There's scars. There, there's going to be scars. They're going to remember that. They may hold offenses yeah. for years. You know, should I tell my children my husband cheated on me? I would avoid that as long as I possibly yeah. could. Yeah. And I certainly wouldn't tell, you know, my 16-year-old, yeah, your dad's been cheating on me. What do you think I should yeah. do? Yeah. They're in no position at yeah. all. Go to your pastor, go to a counselor, go to an adult friend, uh, but do not put weight on your children. And the other thing, I, I, I truly believe this, if you're married and, you know, you may appreciate your parents and there may be times you say, mom, help me work through this or yes. dad, help me yeah. work through this. There's nothing wrong with that. But be really careful about poisoning their relationship with 100%. your spouse, because if you work it out, yeah. you'll be fine. And they're going to be, they're going to need to work that out too. hundred yeah. percent. And again, we're not talking about abuse situations. No, 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 These no, no. Absolutely. Real, different rules, right? Yeah, different different rules. rules apply. But I, th- I do think that um, how many times, because we want to be validated in our, mm-hmm. in our opinion, we know that, listen, there, there comes something with being a parent that you always give your kids the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. So if they're if they're having an argument with their spouse, who are you going to always side with? You're always going to side. Of course, you're always going to side with your kids because you know yeah. they're flesh and blood. You know, yeah. and I think that it's very important that um, whether it goes both ways. Don't find your emotional needs met in your children, but likewise protect your spouse and make sure that you do not violate that that covenant relationship and trying to be buddy buddy with your parents so that they're on your side supporting you against again because you might run back to your husband your wife and you kiss and make up and y'all mm-hmm. love each other but then next time they see your husband and your wife what are they going to think yep <laughs> i think absolutely they're not going to they're not going to think and feel the same way that yep. you do the, the fact is as an adult you may become a friend to your parent or to your children but you will never stop being their parent that is so true. And of the two relationships, 
the one that is irreplaceable <clears throat> is the parental relationship. 100%. They can find friends in other places. And you can navigate that at certain stages in their life, certain progressions. Um, you know, I loved spending time with my kids when they were growing up. Mm -hmm. I really did. Now there were times I wanted to murder them in their sleep too, <laughs> but for the most part, you know, I, I do, I crave that today, Yeah. but it would be unhealthy for me to demand that or for that to be the only relationship in their life or my life, because yeah. the leave and cleave principle is very clearly yes. given in scripture yes. and they have to have the freedom and they're going to make mistakes and they're going to face trials and they're yeah. going to do those things. And you can help navigate them as their parent yeah. and you can support them even as someone that they take great comfort in your presence and your counsel. Mm. But just, just make sure that you respect their autonomy yeah. and the autonomy of the relationships that they now have. That's why grandparents who meddle with the discipline of their grandchildren are in a very, very dangerous well, that spot. That just sounds like another podcast. That's another whole podcast, isn't it? <laughs> but these are dynamic, complex relationships, yes. and they're part of why we're doing this That's series. That's right, 100%. Well, thank you again for taking the time to listen to this uh, episode. I, I hope that your takeaway is understanding that as parents, we need to make sure that that we have we can sometimes wear that friend hat, but it's never the primary hat we wear with our children. Um, I hope that this has been encouraging to you. Thanks again for joining us on Life Talks. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well. So leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.